0: what up welcome to a podcast with mo i am mo this is episode 349 on this episode i'm joined by it's your boy h2 and j s y f we talk about patreon merch shop rap names music talk flatliner music 5com future plans positive people social media more music talk and a bunch of other shit thanks for checking us out Podcast with Mo. What up? Uh, first thing I'm getting to today, like normal, is our Patreon, Patreon.com/podcastmo. You go there and you give a dollar more a month, you get early access to the podcast, um, only a few days early, if I'm on top of it. Um, also, you could be a co-producer, like. Uh, my mother, like Graveyard Entertainment, like itchaboyh2.com, who we're calling today, and um, also Forgotten One. Sorry, I don't have my notes on me, so I'll try to go off the top. Uh, So we appreciate all them. Also, we have a merch shop at shop.spreadshirt.com slash a podcast Mo. If you want to get yourself a cool shirt or hat or other things similar to that, make it rhymes um all right yeah so anyway this week we're calling itchaboyh 2com oh just say it's boy h2 um i normally just call him h in my mind but or h2 so maybe that's what y'all can call him as well when y'all are listening and he has a guest with him as well um i believe it's j s f y which is just letters which that's what everyone's name is is just letters but i'm not sure if we're pronouncing that a certain way or not so we'll ask but anyway we'll give him a call and uh, see what's going on what's up mo not shit, man. Uh, I try to give you all an intro, but I didn't know if your guest, you know, how his name was pronounced, if it's just a group of letters. So, you know, you can give me a whole spiel if you'd like. Yeah, it's J-S-Y-F. J-S-Y-F. I Y F. J-S-Y-F. F-Y. Stupid no. name.
1: Stupid. Yes, it's, it's okay, because BZ did the same thing. Yeah. He was just.
0: I think you look at and you're like, well, maybe it's trying to be like. Just fine. Just
1: saying, fuck you.
0: <laughs> yeah, <or> something. Yeah, <laughs> I'll try right, right. to Figure out what it was. Yeah. That's what we'll do. We'll clear up the confusion now. So yeah. Uh, so yeah, man. What's your name mean? Like, what? How'd that all come to be?
2: Um, well, I've been having the name Jace smooth since about nine years old. I got it from um, basically just being a curious mischievous uh, teen, um. As I got older, the name just kind of stuck with me. it became a nickname and um the young fresh part comes from basically just the line of men in my family you know dressed nice, got a certain uh swagger a a, a very classic aura persona about themselves as far as fashion goes. so me being the youngest boy out the family, I just kind of put young fresh with. J. Smooth. So J S Y F really is Jake Smooth Young Fresh. But I just cut it short because no one wants to like break that whole name down or enunciate the whole name. But I just cut it short for J S Y F. But I do go by J Smooth or uh Young Fresh. Some even, some people even cut it short for Smooth, which is also a household name for me as
0: well. Right. Yeah, everyone calls me Mo, um, in the world. Uh, you know, my whole rap name's A to the Mo, but nobody in the world calls me A to the Mo. That'd be crazy. That's still neat though. A to the Mo. Yeah. Well, I don't know if y'all have watched this new Kanye thing that's out on Netflix or not, but I watched the first part of it last week and I forget, I just forgot how much I was influenced by that era. Like I loved, uh, the only New York rap I like is that era, like the black star, um, you know, with like most deaf and Talib Kweli and all that shit. And they were just showing all that. And I was like, Oh my God, I love it. And, Kanye makes H to the Izzo and I was like oh that's so clearly where I got it from and I've always known that but Kanye used to say when he was young on his songs Kanye to the and I'm like oh I totally just stole that and I just didn't realize it because I was young you know
2: yeah around like uh yeah college college dropout days yeah yeah. Kanye to the he never finished it but it was still cool to say
0: (laughs) yeah and so I I think that's all it is I basically just kind of kind of jacked that for my name but it works well. And I, I don't ever have to worry about like putting a number after my name or something, you know, like, like it, no one has my username on websites, you know, when I go, uh, my, my rap name is available. I get it and we're all good.
2: Yeah. I think that's part of the reason too, why I was influenced to make it uh J smooth, young, fresh, because uh, one day just for giggles, well, no, actually, I was trying to pull up a video we did years ago and I typed in my name and it was like a bunch of other J smooth. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to have to find, some form of significance to uh to make it stand out. So you know, I just ever since I guess what twenty twenty one, yeah, I've been rolling with JSYL, which that's a name I'm still gonna have to get people used to because most of them just know me as either j Smooth or just Smooth.
0: Right. Yeah. Well, you got to put out just dope music and people come around to it. Um, H two, just to remind people, because I'm sure I asked you before, but how did you get your name?
1: Um. My name was well. The first song I ever wrote to had the it was sampling the score to the Halloween movie. Ah, and I remember so I, this now.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So I named I named the song H2, and then we started going like after I did the song Summer Hit, and it was my sophomore year, and all summer long we were freestyling all over the city. And for some reason, people just kept calling me H2, like, and I was still kind of tweaking that song. And I didn't even know that the name was going to be, you know, my name, but they just kept calling me H2. So it just kind of stuck. And then with that, I was just ready to release my first album. And from right. there on out it all, like even my first album being called Room to Breathe is kind of a play on the joke that people always said. Why ain't not you got no O? Is it because you don't breathe? Like, or people would call me water. They'd always say H2O. They right. never, they never say H2. Like, that's the most annoying shit. But yeah, that's how my name came to be.
0: Did you ever go back? Because something I did in a song a while ago, I should probably bring it back more, is like I made, I made it seem like my name was an acronym for something you know, and I'm like, and the THA stood for this, but really it wasn't anything. I just came up with it and then like way after the fact did it. So like, have you went back and be like, well, the H2 actually stands for, you know.
1: Exactly. That's exactly what I did on my album Longevity in 2006. I was writing and I figured out, like, it finally hit me. I was like, fuck, why didn't I think of it before? I was like, two H's, heaven and hell. Like, that's, That's what it. That's what it could be because when I go back and look at my catalog, I'm like, I give you the highest and lowest extremes of everything. Right. Like, there's really no, there's really no
0: barrier between what I give to the people. For sure. And I also think a lot of, maybe not all rappers, but a lot of rappers, I know, I feel this way. Uh, you know, you have a duopoly to you. You have like a two sides to you. You know, and so exactly makes sense. Got you. Yeah. Um. So I did see where y'all are. I I guess I should ask. Um. For smooth here uh are you on like the same i know we have flatliner music with h2 are you a part of that or like affiliated like how do y'all handle all that shit
2: um well, we originally started back when it was what m-town bound m-town bound was um, 2005 yeah me and uh me and h linked about 2003 and been doing music since it went from uh m-town bound to it being uh kenosis Then around like 2008, it became Street Fame. We ran that probably for about, what, 2010, something like that. Mm -hmm. we about 12. Yeah, about 12. Okay. And I took a hiatus for quite some time. So I guess you can say um, instead of me being a front runner like I was with Street Fame, I'm more of a team player with Flatliner. It's not official uh, as far as, you know, I'm gonna say paperwork wise, but it's more or less one of those. Uh, what's understood doesn't have to be explained. I mean, you know, you know, I am family, and uh, he knows I stand behind him. So I'm gonna say, even though he gave me jersey and I'm on the starting five, I'm still, I'm still playing in the back, backfield as far as being. Uh, uh, I guess you could say this player till he needs me. Like I'm not gonna take anything from anybody else that's earned the work, effort, and time and put in. But you know, when needed. Whether he needs me to be a secret weapon or just that fifth man on on the court, that's me. But yeah, but but yeah, it's, it's it's my definitely uh yeah flatliner and Fetty which is my management company. Uh, That kind of goes into effect of family. Like I said it's just mainly mainly family. So wherever he needs me to be, that's where I'm at. But I guess you could say quiet is kept. Yeah, I'm flatliner. Right.
0: Well, hell yeah, yeah. I don't. I mean, I have like a. I, I tell everyone I have a fake record label. You know, it's not real. I just you know I claim it and uh. I'm independent or whatever. And I don't really have like uh, friends or a team or whatever. I mean, I have friends, you know, none of them make music or shit, or they don't really seem as interested in being a part of it. And uh, I do think that whole idea of just having people around that you can bounce stuff off of, you know, like I have some friends that come over and listen to shit and I do super appreciate it, but that's different than having someone that's like, you could write this line, you know, or whatever. It's people that have done this shit before, you know?
2: Right. Yeah. It's just, uh, yeah. Like you said, it's just, I don't know, I guess now in life, my opinion, labels don't and I mean even as far as like relationship status, it's like labels aren't important. It's really more or less the action, so, so to speak. So yeah, it's just but I mean, at the same time I will say if you if you hear a song and you hear it's your boy H two and you see featuring J S Y L and they know the faces with the name, I mean they already know that it's it's a team effort regardless of how it how it's uh that was stretched on a piece of paper. Like, yeah, they, they know the chemistry behind me and him.
0: Right. So are y'all, like, fairly known in y'all's town? Like, I don't know how big your town is or whatever, your area, but, like, do people know y'all? We've actually been put in the local
1: newspaper three different times. Hell, yeah, that's badass. For music, yeah. um, The first time, it was, was 2006, Easter weekend me and him actually had a whole article about no, 2007 because i was working on "Fall the hip habitual flatliner um we had an article in the newspaper about you know our chemistry and um just what we were bringing to the table musically and i i had deep roots because um i did drama in high school so i was in good with one of the writers um for the paper and he was a he's a musician himself so like when it was time and he found out I did music he's like I want to do an article on it I'm like okay that's cool you know something for the the whole town and we can you know uh promote what we're doing then the second time was in 2011 when I dropped my debut studio album Defenseless and then he did a whole write up like for real we were on the front page half a page article. It was like three quarters of the page. Like it was, it was dope. Like, you know, walking into the store and picking up the newspaper and then the lady's got the paper next to you and she looks at the paper and then she turns and looks at you and she's like, that's you. Right. Yeah. That's us. You know what I'm saying? Like that shit's super cool. So
0: yeah, it's honestly like my biggest fear is, um, people in the town I live in know this podcast exists and I know that's so like opposite of what most people would want I mean I want a lot of people to hear this podcast but I don't necessarily want people that live where I live to hear it you know um because I would hate people to recognize me but I'm just also a very introverted person you know like so that'd be very odd for me so I enjoy the not no one knows I have a podcast you know and I'll have some people places like try to tell me shit about audio stuff or music and I just look at them like I know way more than you, but I don't say it because, you know, I'm just like, ah, oh, very cool. Very cool. <laughs> I
1: mean, going. yeah. Like, I mean, humble's the best way to be. Like, we all know that we're all pretty much assholes on the mic. So that's that's where that split personality comes in. It's like you hear us on the mic and we say some shit that's so off the wall. They'd be like, well, he didn't talk like that when we sat at dinner
0: the other day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a totally different it's a totally different feel. Well, and do y'all have y'all's family support? Cause I think that's also a bit, I think if my family was like really cool with it all, it would be so different. But since they're not, I kind of just keep it to myself. You know,
1: I've been, I've been a bit of a black sheep for my family for quite some time. It wasn't until my uncle. Yeah. And wasn't until my uncle Mark heard, you know, was started really listening to some of the stuff I was saying, and then, um The third time we got wrote up in the paper, I went and did a show in Memphis and all the proceeds went to St. Jude. So we uh, and that was promoting my debut album. But then when we went there like he was really behind me full force, you know, um cuz they gave me a 45 minute set and I did like 17 songs, it was crazy.
0: That's um yeah, yeah. And then smooth I'm I'm guessing maybe this is an incorrect guess but i I'm going to guess you're black from your voice. Actually Italian. <laughs>
2: I'm just playing. Oh, that's shit.
0: This is crazy. I,
2: I am from African American descent.
0: I mean, like, I could have just went there, but I was like, I guess I'll really ask first because you never no, know. Uh, no, but the reason I'm asking is because, like, I'm assuming found, that's like. Some, uh, no, but I've been watching Sopranos a lot lately, and they all sound different on there. And uh, <laughs> you know, I, I would assume like your family, for instance, when you're like, oh yeah, I'm rapping, they're not like looking down on that at all, chances are, I would assume. Um
2: it's It's actually the opposite. It's more or less they they know. Um like I said, I've kind of been divbling and dabbling with music since probably about nine. I really didn't take it seriously like two thousand and one. But I mean, I'ma say they're aware of it. They're not the first to well, you know what I say like this. I'm like you, I'm an introvert. I'm also, I guess you could say, um I have that that, uh, Clark Kent Superman thing you got going as well as with your podcast. On the outside of the world, you know, I'm just my government name, Jamie. But, you know, in the studio or around h two, yeah, it's, it's Jay Smooth. So it's like they're aware of the music, they'll support it, but I don't like necessarily throw, I don't really throw the issue in their face. Like, I got a show on this day, I need you to do this or do that or go buy the album or it's almost kind of like me just having, kind of like my personal space, like my hobby, almost. Right. But I know that if I necessarily needed the full uh, support system, I'm I'm pretty sure they they would be there.
0: See, once I started making beats. uh, my family kind of my parents is what I'm talking about. My wife's cool with all the shit I do, but like my mom and dad. So I'm talking about like I had to let them know because I was spending a lot of money on software and shit to make beats. And then I also didn't feel I guess shame is the right word. But, you know, like I don't want to hear my mom. Uh, she doesn't need to hear me about rap about eating pussy and shit. You know, it's like I'm just not trying to get that out there, I guess, to them. And then so i just don't share the rap or whatever but the beats they know i make beats and my mom actually likes all the videos i share on facebook so i got to give her props for that she's come around on the beats at least but uh you know for a very long time it was like why are you at college fucking making rap songs when you need to be doing homework you know like that was very much the the attitude i would be getting
2: i mean that's 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 common that's gonna be the common mindset uh of a parent, yeah. <laughs> you'd rather yeah, sure. you'd be doing your schoolwork than you know, making making beats. But I'm the same way, like the first song ever done with H2, I brought it to my mother and I, listened, I let her listen to it. And um, I mean, she was a fan of it. She liked it. At the same time, the majority of the music that I had growing up, like back when Snoop did, Murder Was the Case, 3-6 uh, Mafia's Mystic, Mystic, yeah, Mystic Style, like those, those type of CDs and like cassette, she actually... Uh, provided those for me which I mean the family is you know my mother's at Sunday morning I'm a listener, Heavy D, Johnny Gill, Keith Ware, while I Clean the House the music's always kind of been a thing but I'm kind of like you too it's just certain things I don't want her to hear me say or see me do so I guess I just kind of like keep the respect respect theory going um, from the parents, peers, even down to like you know my younger nieces and nephews Outside, right. they see me outside the studio.
0: Well, and it's also very similar to me smoking weed. I have a medical uh, card or whatever now. And even then, I know, I mean, so it's technically legal. I'm probably not ever going to just light up right in front of my mom. You know, like I'll walk around the corner of the side of the house or something. Like if we're all
2: out. Yeah, there's still some reservation behind it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's just, it's, I mean, it, it just goes into effect of how you were raised. It's just perspective.
0: Right. God damn it, fuckers raised me too good. Um well I saw y'all post <laughs> another thing, uh, or H2 did about your putting up a website and you're gonna have all your all your music from forever on there or some shit. So what's that all playing? Yeah.
1: Everything from the vault we just launched uh, flatlinermusic5.com dot com. Um right now you can go listen to all the material that we dropped from uh fourth quarter of last year because we started in October and was done by December with all the projects that we wanted to drop. Um the mixtape from from JSYF, different, uh Mr. GOAT 731s, the Gospel, uh C2Ds, Forever Mobbing, and the famous project that we had as a as a unit. um Basically what it is is like we go live a lot and like, okay, when he talks about he's kind of more reserved with his identity. Mine couldn't be more different because people don't even know me as Anthony around here. Like that's how crazy that gets because I'll just be out and they'll be like, H2. Like I'll be at the, fuck. There's one time I was at the pet store and dude just ran up on me out of nowhere. Like, Hey, I missed you guys performance, but I really hope I make it to the next one. I'm over here looking at lizards and frogs. Like what do I know you? And dude, just like, yeah, yeah, I got your CD and I, I can't stop listening to it. Bigger fish, bigger fish. I'm like, um, I appreciate it, you know, and I don't really know what to do. And then I turned around and told the story in one of my biggest singles. Um, but nonetheless, like that's what they do. Like they catch me out, and it's either, you know, um, the number one phrase is you still rapping? Yeah. Like that's it. That's it. We get out. And, you know, um, I'll tell you a funny story that happened to us a little while ago. Me and Smooth was in the car and we was um, we was headed back from where was we from the club? Maybe. Oh, oh. Yeah. So we're coming back and this cop stops us for no reason. Like I wasn't swerving. I wasn't doing anything. Just stops us just to just to pick because that's what cops around here do. Yeah. Um,
2: He was driving slow. Ha. Whatever.
0: I mean, to be honest, what probably at least for in my experience, if I have a black friend in the passenger seat, way more likely to be pulled over. So, yeah, that might be just what <laughs> yeah,
1: happened. <laughs> that is the, that is the stereotype for sure. Like, I mean, it's happened crazy. to me a
0: few times, and every time I'm like, "Holy shit, it's crazy right. how true this stereotype is."
1: So, so what happened was we got pulled over, dudes checking the car. I'm getting irate because I'm already pissed off about this whole situation. Like dude followed us out of town out of the speed limit like he should have backed off a while ago but he didn't so i'm getting ill you know to hand him stuff i'm kind of starting to talk like a smart ass moves like what is he doing right now and uh it <laughs> dude comes back and he's like you look familiar The where do you work at and i told him where i worked and and he said that you that white rapper from Milan, ain't you? I said, yes, sir. That's me. He said, I done heard about you. Oh, oh for real? He, yeah. Spit something. And I just so happened to have this verse from 2014 on our juggernaut song. And I just, I just spit it off the cuff at him. He looked at me. He said, all your paperwork's good. Y'all have a good night.
0: I'm like. That was it. See, I would take that so the wrong way. I would be like, "Fuck you, making me do that shit. Should just give me my paperwork back." But I get it. I, you're an extrovert. I, I think
2: he wanted to, but uh, it was just like, "Okay, we gotta get out of jail free. Let's, let's just go and make it back home." And when we get back, when we get to our feelings, we'll cuss him out about it, and that's what we did.
0: <laughs> I've just been in those situations where I'm a passenger, and I have the driver is a friend of mine talking crazy to the cop. Like getting an attitude and I'm like, What are you doing? Because, like that's just never my tactic. Um Yeah, it's usually not me either, but the other night I was just, like
1: that night in general, I was just it pissed me off just right. because there was nothing to warrant them even hitting lights on us. Right. But when we left we went to leave and spoke just me and he said, I cannot believe that it just happened.
0: I'm like, <laughs> you gotta make a song about it now, oh. like a good storytelling track. Right, right. Well, yeah. What? But, what so yeah. what's the benefit you have in your website? Like, why did y'all decide to, or, like, what's the reason to that as opposed to just being up on a streaming site where they can find it?
1: Well, because we're just going to put it all there in that one spot, because it's similar to, I'm doing the same thing I did with dot 2com is you'll be able to go there and then you can just download it straight to your phone. Like, so for those people that don't want to deal with apps and just want the music, you can just go straight to the website and all the songs are right there at your disposal.
2: Yeah, not only there, but when you look on the site, um, instead of you having to search or, you know, make sure you got the correct spelling, as soon as you get on the site immediately, uh all albums and songs are present right there on the spot. So it's way quicker and convenient. And you only have two options to either share or download it. So, you know, you you avoid the you avoid the the hassle of dealing with an app uh buffering
0: things of that nature it's way more time efficient but to me i would say the benefit is for people who still burn cds or i guess some people i'm I'm sure y'all know people who've listened to mp3s off their phone i just personally don't know anyone who listens to music actively who doesn't subscribe to some streaming service or use something unless it's because they still download cds Right. Like I still burn CDs and I put them in my old ass car and shit. But to me, like yeah. I probably wouldn't go to y'all's side because I just use Spotify You know, I'm about to switch the title, I think. Um,
1: right, right, right. I do get that. This is kind of more this is more about. Um, this is a this is a love letter to the city, basically. Right. Um, getting everybody around here, because what what we haven't told you is that when we started doing music with Street Fang back in the beginning, we had, you know, my house we were just doing music out of my house and we called it the Grindhouse. So there's a lot of rich history behind that as far as there's been people that have come through and recorded with us, some are no longer living, um some are no longer around here, some don't do music anymore and some we're bringing back to the forefront. So it's really a, you know, it's a redemption story in its own right as far as just a testament to everything that we've done musically. You know, since the beginning and being able to implement there's so many independent artists around here in different counties, all connected around Gibson County, where we're from, that we'll be able to do that. And it's going to drive their fans to the site, you know, because they're going to want to hear that music remastered and and up, you know, and like maybe they don't want to go to that PIF or wherever it was originally. So I'm basically making it where Flatliner Music 5 is the umbrella for you to go and find this holy grail of audio.
0: Right. I mean, see, for me, before a certain time period, I don't want anyone to hear that shit. So, you know, that's stored on my computer for me. And then all my friends that have burnt CDs still, you know, they're good for them. They can keep them.
1: But like when we were doing the Grindhouse, like, you know, we were struggling our asses off. We couldn't even pay the rent for the house, you know. and yet. The whole town was riding around listening to our music. So, yeah, we put entirely
2: too much money into the music, right? But, but the way the the momentum and the energy was, and the consistency with the music and the, uh, the other artists that we were dealing with, like that was that was all you knew. It was just wake up, music, eat, music, sleep, music, work, music, don't go to work, music. Like literally, it was it was always someone there. Uh, in a recording studio. you will go to sleep to it and wake up to it. So, I mean, that became uh, a high commodity for us at the time.
0: Right, for sure. So, like, people in your town want to listen to your older stuff? Yeah, like, when we go live, that's what they do. They're like,
1: oh, man, y'all taking us back. Play them classics. So, that's why we're like, okay, let's, let's put this in a place where they can go and get them, you know, and be able to listen to them when we're not going live. You know, because it's just it's a different field. There's a lot of people out there that just don't care about the new music today, and you know, there's a lot involved in the nostalgia.
0: And typically, I guess from like me as an artist, not saying that me as a listener because I like older music too, but me as an artist, I'm normally like if someone won't like my new shit, then fuck them. You know, and maybe that's a fucked up attitude to have about it, but it's just like we're on that new shit, bro. You know, like that's like where my my head's always at. But I do think it's cool if people want to listen to it. Of course, give them. A place to find it, especially if it was on that Piff, because that Piff's fucking falling apart. If you have a mixtape on right. there, there, ain't, there's not a very good chance it's going to still work. We so do we still
1: it. have a lot of stuff on that Piff from the beginning, but it's not mastered. It's not remastered. No, no. So. Like some
0: of mine, because I finally took them down. You would click them, and it be like track seven just isn't there anymore. Right. Yeah,
1: exactly. And you're like, what That's the what fuck?
0: You're like, it's all in a zip file, like or whatever. And I upload it. So right. I've got
1: the data disc that has all our stuff on it. So.
0: Yeah, I have all my old stuff as well. I have about like four hundred freestyles, like before I ever wrote anything and I was just, you know, freestyling the fucking random ass beats. And it's all so bad, you know, but I like
1: how Yeah, them. yeah. We've got some stuff like that too that we're not gonna release. Ever. Ever. Yeah. We we've got a couple discs worth of stuff that we're not gonna release like that.
2: But yeah, that was recording off a computer microphone where you couldn't use the P and B word i still
1: remember that. right yeah we was using we was using a
2: coffee filter on a computer microphone it's
0: yeah i coffee. had a i was trying to explain someone the other day i had a the mic that it looks like a pen kind of you know like yeah like a little base <laughs> and it just like look like a pen sticking up with like a hole on the end and uh yeah, yeah. but like a neuralizer. <laughs> yeah i mean i used to use the y'all might have as well the sound recorder on windows it was only could only record 60 seconds at a time but before I had any DAW, I would just play the beat really loud and hit record. And I would do what yeah. I could in 60 seconds, you know. Um, and it was horrible. It was horrible. But
1: Before I recorded my first album, we were doing, I had a boombox that was tape and disc. And then I went and got a little uh, a little tape recorder and would, hook, would put the tape recorder up to the boombox, have the beat playing from the boombox tape recorders recording the vocals and that's how we would lay down our tape.
0: Yeah. Anyway, you could do it. Yep. It's been fun. Definitely. Anyway. um, And then also, you know, I don't know. Let's see how long I've been going here. No, not too long. I uh, thought it was long. How long at all? Um, how, what, what are y'all's future projects for both of y'all? Y'all have anything y'all have planned?
2: Um, Well, I'm working on uh, a mixtape with another uh, artist, Mr. Go 731. We're about halfway into that. Um. I have another mixtape probably going to come maybe a month or so after that one. We've had uh, conversations as far as possibly doing another uh, joint venture as a full unit, um, a famous two project. Uh, I mean, of course, with your boy too. It's just a million songs in the making. It's just how he wants to piece them to put the puzzle <laughs> put the puzzle together. I think last night we listened about 30 beats. And I'm like, okay, well, you still have like two other mixtapes you have yet to put out. You already got track list. Uh, you already got covers made for them. Yeah, we just it's it's busy, but with me and him, it could be a day where it just might consist of us, we're just gonna hang out, maybe go do a little shopping, grab something to eat, and before the sunlight goes down and the street lights are on, I mean, we're already three, four songs in. I mean, it's just it's it's not a it's not a clock in uh, it's not it's not mandatory it's more or less just at our leisure like i can't say for the most part with me and him is just music is life like for real you just never know like uh i came over here you know with the intentions of doing the interview of course but i already got like maybe a song or two in mind i could record shortly after this like i said the grind don't it don't stop it's just you know music is just it's
0: there and then for me it's a it's a safe haven right so I i mean I see y'all do put a lot of work in this and y'all make so much stuff and do y'all make money off your music Fritz it's like I don't make a lot of course but I make a little off streaming and I sell some beats and uh, that's also why I'm like y'all can come stream my shit let me get paid at least my three one hundredths of a cent or whatever but is that like something y'all worry about or do y'all make music like doing shows and so it like makes it worth it or is that something y'all just don't worry about at all
2: we've never really we've never really I'm going to say studied it to a science where it had to be um, what's the word a necessity it's just really like just for the love of it but I mean I know you know dealing, dealing and talking with H2 we have uh, you know looked into like you said where you can get you know royalties for certain songs and put them on the proper platform streaming sites you know to make a dollar or two but not anything to the point of where we know if we put out this project and make this much money, this can be paid. This will pay a bill. This is going to keep lights on. Nothing, nothing to that extreme. It's really just the love and the talent of being able to do it.
0: Right. I mean, and I'm, I'm from the same perspective originally, you Now I'm just trying to make music and love it. But then I did take all this time to learn how to make beats. And then once I learned like, Oh, I own all this and like, I can then, yeah, let's do something with it, you know? And then like, so slowly over time, through my pennies here and there. I mean, I've, I haven't made a whole lot of money, but I've made enough money to be like, Oh, I can go buy this software or do, you know, buy a new audio interface, you know, shit like that can happen. And so like, that's really exciting. And so for instance, it's like, I know H2, you've talked about, you might want beats. The only time I'm ever sending people like free beats is like, Oh, we're putting them on streaming and I'm getting a percentage and then we'll promote it together because that's kind of like, you know, that just seems like the thing to do, but I understand there are people that are like against all that. uh, And, but I'm like, why well, not? Just try, you know? See what we can do.
1: Well, no, we're definitely we're definitely going to discuss the um, the uh, specs on our project that we do together because you know you've already seen if you know anything about the the song that uh, I did with Soko, the St. Patrick's Day or anything in that matter, then you know how everything was handled financially and. They promote the hell out of that song.
0: Right. And yeah. uh Graveyard people really don't know. Um you get in good with them, they'll get you on some playlists. They're the homeless.
1: Oh yeah, they've been they've been promoting me hard for and it was before I even met you. I'm not even sure how I came into contact with you, but they had been promoting me for several years because they they did a really good write up about my song too much that, you know, like there's just moments where they'll share a song of mine that is just really poignant to me and It'll
0: it'll be really touching at that moment. You know what I mean? I'm sure Soko so, will respond on Twitter to how he came in contact with you. I'll, I'll predict that will happen once he hears this.
1: Right. Exactly. Um. So that, you know, with that being said, um, there's already certain specs that I'm. I'm juggling around in my head because you already know what our promos like as far as. You know, we're running through several different Facebook pages, Facebook groups, uh, Twitter promotion. I'm going to try to do something with the space. I want to try to do that. I've been playing with it for a minute to see what what can really come of that as well. But, yeah, you you will be um, well taken care of regarding our project.
0: Right. And that, that- And for people that don't know, anyone I've ever put out songs with where it's like produced by A to the Mo and they like promote it, like all these people uh, give me splits and they're awesome for that. You know, and I I just want to say because I do talk shit a lot and I'm not saying anyone I've ever worked with. We're all cool. But you just hear all these people on Twitter arguing over like producers don't deserve this or that. They're not doing it. And so I just like to always throw it out there so that people know. I think it is a collaborative community. Like you got to treat it all like a family, kind of like you all do with y'all's people there. You know, like I have my collab album internet friends 4, the deadline is already passed by the time this episode comes out. So it's almost done. And, uh, you know, I'm going to make sure all those people get whatever. And, you know, you just got to be cool to people. I think that's like the, the thing I've learned the most from collaborating with people and I do it a lot.
1: Definitely because I mean, you know, we, we haven't touched on it yet as well, but you know, with the project that me and Bradster X are working on, what do you think the name of know- that'll be? You got any guesses? Man, he dropped that metamorphosis line yesterday, and I really like it.
0: Yeah, I could see that. Um, I really like that for a title. Yeah, you got to wait. I mean, I don't know if we have to wait, but once you get more songs done, you know, maybe something will stick out. But I just didn't know if y'all too. Had, I didn't had the chats or not, if y'all had any ideas. Yeah,
3: yeah. We
1: haven't really we haven't really touched on the title. Yesterday was the first time that he said something about a title, so. Whether we just call it uh, BXC H to the Mo, right. you know I don't know. You know I like that title as well. So it really just depends, man. It's taken. If you go back and listen to the mixes of everything we have, everything is alluding to something else. Like the track that I sent you guys overnight, uh, layers is. I didn't realize it until actually I wrote the track. And then I was like, I started going back and thinking about all the lines that I've already heard. And then I was like, shit, he says something about layers and always. And I was like, the connectivity of everything is just so wild right now with our lyricism and like the words we're choosing and the things we're choosing. Like he's got that line. He's got those Wayne's world lines, which is funny because, you know, we were in the chat room and I sent him the meme Wayne's world. So you know what I'm saying like everything it's going to be it's going to be crazy when we get to sit down and actually explain the project
0: after people heard it. I think y'all should name it Connections. Cuz y'all are, y'all are making connections plus there's connections in the lyrics and the songs. I think there's something It's crazy. There. I think it's super there.
1: crazy like we we'll be able to hold down a whole special about it. Like for sure.
0: Um yeah, and I don't even know how many songs it's going to be. But yeah, you and Brad uh Basically, the way I've explained it is like you and Brad are doing a collab album, but it also features Coop because Coop's going to be on some songs. And then Soko will be on a song, I think, and Forgotten One. And then uh, I believe Smooth is going to be on a song as well. And I'm going to try to do a verse on there. And so you'll have some other people. But yeah, it's like y'all's own little collab project. And, you know, I made all the beats. So, of course, I'm going to be biased about it. But I'm like, I think it's sounding all pretty good
1: man, it's it's sounding amazing to me, honestly. Like, the beat you brought to the table, like, it's the sounds, you know, they're different. A lot of it's different, and it like, I don't know. It's going to be one of those things. It's going to be, like, how they pretty much have that whole detour on the road thing. Like, this is constant swerving. Like, this project, that's what it feels like. You're on the road, and you're just swerving back and forth. Like, the the moods the the energy everything it's it's
0: going to be wild man yeah so far the However. tree 50 song has been stuck in my head the most but also just threw that that beat into the folder i didn't really think y'all were going to use it it just was a crazy beat i had and i was like well maybe maybe they'll like it and uh yeah i like what you've done on the hook so far so i'm excited which see that one was that? uh tree fitty tree
1: fitty yeah <laughs>
0: man i don't I don't know what I do with these
1: hooks. they're just it's man, tree Fitty is that and soco
0: aesthetic, yeah, we gotta change and the spelling of it, that to have soko,
1: you, oh yeah, soko yeah that's, that's what I that's what I did it for, so yeah. it don't really matter how we say it like my that's not why I did it, it's not why I did it, but then, like I just told Soko yesterday, I said I wrote the hook in like five minutes, so. Within the time that I laid it down and looked back at it, I was like, Soko. Like, oh shit. Yeah, he's gotta be on that.
0: Right. So um, and and Soko, just shout him out because he'll probably listen, like I said, to this. And he's been killing verses lately as well. So uh, you know, anyone out yes, there, y'all has. need a feature. Um, he's really been don't, going in. go um, get that G A Rage rap. That's right. I, <laughs> I produced that one as well. Um produce a lot of shit these days which is cool that's been my my favorite thing lately in music is having projects come out that i produce i also want to shout out real quick because it's coming out the friday after this episode comes out karma a friend of the podcast she has a song coming out uh to one of my beats it's called rent free and they're doing a remix contest and then i heard about that uh, i I mean i think you know h i think you would be fun to try to jump on that and there's going to be three winners. There's prizes involved. I don't think she's announced them. And so I don't want to say what they are. And then it ends up being less than what I say. So y'all just pay attention to karma if y'all care about that. If you want to win some prizes off of doing some verses to beat a man, so
1: For sure. Definitely. Um, I I do kind of want to. I do want to check it out. Like, because I heard about it on Brad's episode. Right. And, um. Yeah, it's it's on my mind. It's been on my mind. But then at the same time, I'm like a lot of people are in the pot. And, you know, sometimes you just step back and let other people win.
0: Well, I'll say this. Skinny and myself are judges. We're like two of the five judges. So I just think people that may not normally win, you know, you might have a better chance if me and skinny like your music. You know what I mean? Like, we're so I'm not saying like we're going to give it to someone I know, but I'm just saying like. I bet the, the results are going to be different than if they didn't have someone like me in skinny judging, you know,
1: I will say you like, I, I mean, it, it's going to sound, it's going to sound like, I don't know how to explain it, but like on the podcast shows, like I love their reaction. Like I, I live off of that shit. Honestly, like just one person's reaction to one of my songs is like enough to light me up for a week. Right. So like, when y'all play something and then they get done and they go, God damn, he went hard. I'm just like, mission accomplished. Right. Like that's how I feel every time.
0: Well, and the thing I hate the most about sending my music into stuff is when they say the mix is bad. And I say that all the time to people. So I always feel bad. But I also feel like I just have to give my honest opinion in that moment or it, it's all worth nothing, you know. Right. Right. I feel
1: you. I learned I'm smooth. interested in in the competition now
0: we'll we'll pull it up yeah uh her username is catch me karma with a two a's at the end and um yeah go follow her she's posted some shit about it but she's also you know some people complain about the positive people out there and i'll be honest i complain about the positive people as well because sometimes they can be annoying but karma is always bringing that positivity if you're needing that and uh you know
1: Definitely, and she's an advocate for mental health, and I stand behind that right. fully. You know, because I mean, as as I've already said before, I'm bipolar, like diagnosed. So I understand completely as far as like when she comes on about, you know, when she stands there with the flag for it, then
0: mm. I'm right behind her, blue. Right. Well, that's like thing is she's not being fake, in my opinion. Yeah, you know, right. I, I get that. I only know her through the internet or whatever. But in my opinion, it is real. Uh, you know, I've posted some shit before where she's sent me and be like, "Hey, are you good?" No one's ever done that before. You know, so like, I think she practices what she preaches, and uh, you know, I think she is a good one out there. So I just know that sometimes people come on this podcast and bitch about positive people, and I probably have as well. But I just think she's a good one, and yeah, she's uh she's gonna be helpful if she can for any of that mental illness awareness and all that. Very cool. That's awesome. Sure. But that's just like you got to kind of look at it like a. You might as well say she's like a bottle
2: of aspirin. You might not need it, but it's there in the house. Right. <laughs> You'll need it at some point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, yeah. I I agree. Some some positivity can be a bit much, but it is well deserved and well desired. Though a lot of people won't really speak on it. You know, we rather we rather swallow pride than appeal. Right.
0: Well, I'm just a negative person, and so. And I realized when I go on Twitter or social media or wherever and I just see nothing but negativity, it doesn't really do much for me except play into my negativity more, you know, and like I don't need anyone else to give me negative thoughts. I got plenty of my own. So like it actually is. It's not bad to have some positive people around like my best friend's super positive and all the time. And then my second best friend I got two these days, Skinny, who's on my pop music podcast. He's always positive. And like I just appreciate that positive energy around me because I don't necessarily have it, you know.
2: Yeah, but it's at the end of the day it's still respected by you being you. I, I think that's probably why you do have two best friends that value your uh your honesty and you being genuine, because it's genuinely who you are. You just get negative. And versus people these days who are put on a facade uh just for the time being. So that's nothing wrong with that with you being honest with yourself, that's gonna get you further respect, you know, than anything else anyway.
0: Right. This is true. I mean, I feel like the people I want to like me like me the way I operate. And so it's fine. It works out. All right. Um, So what is what y'all's playing today? Y'all making music the rest of the day? Uh, I think this is going to be an off day,
1: but Sundays are usually a work day. Oh, hell yeah. Um, Yeah, that's what we do. We, we usually get it in on Sundays. Like our typical routine is we'll go live on Friday night because Friday's Flatliner Friday. What do y'all go live and, on? Like on Facebook?
0: Yeah. On Facebook. I have to subscribe yeah. to your page, I guess. Maybe I'll check it someday.
1: Yeah. Flatlinermusic5.com. You can go, you can go there. Um, and I think the Facebook connections right there to go to the page.
0: Cool. Yeah. I um, I don't follow a lot of people on Facebook, but I do notice when you do, you kind of get to know people better. Like, even though yeah. I hate it compared to all the others. Like, I mean, I think Twitter I've way preferred for the music community, but the artists that I am friends with on Facebook, like I know what their kids look like and they're, you know wives and like you start knowing so think, much about their life.
3: I think knowing
1: I I see that part of it and I also see the angle that you start to see people share stuff. It's funny like you'll be looking at something on your news feed right and you look at it and even if you like second guess it there's been times when I'll look at something and be like oh man, that's dope, you know, but then I don't share it. Well, then I may scroll my feed and then somebody that I know, but don't really know personally, then I see them share it. And I'm like, oh shit. Okay. So it's kind of like, you kind of get an idea of like what kind of brainwave people are on, you right. know, what they, what they would like to
0: share, what they don't, you know what well, I mean? For for better and worse, probably definitely worse. Facebook's just so political that people are like so comfortable sharing their political thoughts on Facebook and they don't yeah. get that really anywhere else, you know? And right. so like, you get like I these mean. looks of people, you're like, Oh shit. You know? Too much, too much. I, I've always,
1: I've always strayed away from politics. It wasn't. And even now I don't jump into politics, but we, uh, you know, I did have to, I did have to address some, Some serious issues about a lot of different things just here recently in the past two years. That so, I did have to pivot my style a little bit. And you know, a lot of people, a lot of the stuff they listen to now, they're probably like, Man, he's on some crazy shit. But, um, you know, like, uh, for instance, the Milky Way track I just dropped, um, just running a train of thought that i mean either you're gonna watch it go down the track or you're gonna try to jump on one of the two it's you know and and it's good either way with me you know what i'm saying like but i'm twisting things in a way that you've never seen it you may never never have heard it twisted before to show you look there may be something hiding here that you never saw Mm -hmm. And like I said, every everything I'm posting on Twitter, I'm not I'm not faking those, you know, the reactions and stuff. We've had my guys have been coming in the house the past week. Man, that acapella you dropped is fucking crazy. Like, like we couldn't stop listening to that shit. And I'm just like, I mean, I appreciate it. It's not, you know, obviously it's not going to be what you play at a party. But, you know, people are really focusing in on it. And that's what matters to me.
0: Right. I mean, if I had anyone just tell me they listen to my music and enjoy it, it's like the coolest shit in the world. And it's super rare to happen. So
1: music's one thing. But for them to say they just sat down and listened to a six minute acapella you drop. Well, acapella is music. It is music. But, you know, like it's not they weren't used to it. Like when C2D hit me up and he called me on his lunch break like, man, I just listened to that Milky Way. He said, you a goddamn genius. And I was like, "That's exactly what he said, word for word." He was like, "That shit need to be everywhere." I'm like, "Well, it's dropping on the streaming sites in like a week or so." So, at the time, that's we were already leading up. It had already gotten like sixty five thousand streams on Audio Mac. So we were ready to move the streaming platform.
0: Right. Yeah. That's a lot. So. Of, a lot of plays on Audio Mac. I never used it, but I've heard of the service.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that's what me and Brad talked about. Is Yeah,
0: that's it. I, I knew got, that I knew someone who liked it a lot.
1: Right. We just got... I got my ass in with them at the ground floor. You know what I'm saying? Like, there was hardly anybody on the site when I first joined. Like, the main rapper that was on there putting out project was Ritz. And that was the same time he was putting out a White Jesus. So... I just went on there one night and was like, I really like this site. I don't even know how I got to the site. But when I came across it, I was like, unlimited data? Like, this is made for me. Like, I can go back and upload all my shit and wreck your system real quick, and nobody's going to see anything else but me, and that's exactly what happened. Like, I was holding eight to ten top spots on the charts for weeks. And then when we did uh, the Sikkim sampler in 2013, I used a, um, an advertising service called MGID. I remembered it. I've been trying to think what the fuck it was forever. And just this very moment, it hit me. Because um, I got to get back with them because their advertising is top notch. It had us in the top spot for, I can't even tell you how long. Like, it was, it was six weeks. We were just rocking the chart,
0: like did it's crazy. i cause I'm curious. I don't really spend a whole lot of money on ads. I do for my beats every now and then, but not like my my rapping. Did did those convert? Cause my my whole like issue I have with that is like, let's say I pay someone to put me up like to get a bunch of plays somewhere, but like if that doesn't convert right. to listeners following me in the future, then I don't think it's worth it.
1: Well, I mean, seven cents. What was it at? It was either five. Maybe 5 or $0.07 cents per click, I think, is what the rate was to pay for it. So you just had a cap. Like, the clicks, you know, if they clicked on the link, then, okay, that's what you paid.
0: Right. So, no, but I'm saying, like, did you notice that you, like, after that had a fan base that would be looking for your music because they discovered oh, yeah. you through that, so now they... Always remembered you. Like that's what
1: Oh yeah, because yeah, because you know, if if you don't remember, my previous story was that I had a twit, I had a Twitter account, and it had, um, over I want to say over sixty thousand followers, and was hacked and stolen by a game company, and um, yeah, I lost all that. So got gotcha. you. About nine years of
0: work. Right. Because like, you know, you'll just see like with Spotify and I know Spotify can get bought like crazy and all that. But, you know, people are like, oh, we'll get you all these plays. And I'm not against that. But if they're just plays and nothing else and like people aren't going to like actually listen and maybe like me, you don't know, want to listen in the future that I don't care about someone buying one hundred thousand plays for something. You know what I mean?
1: Exactly. Exactly. And me and Brad had that conversation too, talking about the bots, you know, and I was thinking to myself, like, if you're a homie. If you got this song and you present it to your homie and you say, hey, check this out. And they listen to it one time and then they never come back to it and they never share it and they never tell anybody about it. Ain't that a bot? Uh,
0: I'm just saying. No, I think a bot would be because if that one time I thought that's a human thing, I think it would be like they hated it and then they listened to it on repeat while they turned off the sound. Then they'd be acting like a bot you know but if you, okay. can, you can listen okay. to a song I, one time yeah. and be like now nah, that ain't for me um you know and Well, not necessarily like a like i guess i just mean you know like the support factor. i'm just
1: saying like when you pay for a bot you're not getting a support back right that's what i'm saying like you're guaranteed not to get a support factor because it's just for the play
0: well like word of mouth is the obviously the most important and, and coolest thing you can do exactly. and i don't think that happens much these days you know like i don't have hardly any friends who are going to be like hey have you heard this new song you'll like this you know like that doesn't happen as much as it seems like it used to maybe it's just because we're getting older or whatever um but like so you need people who are like going to tell their friends like oh you should check this out it's really cool and i like it you know exactly but it's like, like how do you find those people
1: right right it's weird like one of my biggest fans i've had in you know in this whole time of me doing music was a little dude from guadalupe like, he went as far as, like, he was remixed, he was doing, like, little, um, he had all my song, like, all my mixtapes downloaded to, because at the time, when I was rocking the charts on Audio Mac, you could download the project. It wasn't just, right. it-, it wasn't app-based like it is now, like, or stream-based, like, you could download the whole project, so, had something happened to my shit, I could go back and, you know, get it all back. But, This guy had he had all this stuff downloaded and he you know, you can find him on YouTube where he uploaded some of the songs, the videos and stuff. And he reached out to me on Facebook and, you know, like that was huge to me. I'm just like Guadalupe, like which when you look at a lot of my geographic. The main places I've gotten the most hits from are uh, Asia and Germany.
0: Right. It's Guatemala, I think is what you mean, just to let you know.
1: Well, this dude said Guadalupe. That's
0: what. I was wow. for. Well, man, Guatemala. I don't fucking know yeah. geography either. I just thought you meant Guatemala. I don't
1: I don't have anything about <laughs> it. I just know that that's just where he said he was from, so right. I just went with it. But at some point, we lost connection on Facebook, you know, because what happens is, and like I said, you don't really, you don't really subscribe to the whole label idea. So like. But the thing is, saying that you have a fake label, it's not fake once you actually start pushing it. Right. Well, you know I, I
0: would like to LLC it, and I, it probably won't be the name that I I give it at the moment. But I do need to uh, businessify all of my beat selling and and music and podcasts. Like I really do need to do that for tax purposes. But at the moment, I say yeah. it's fake because I don't have paperwork on it. You know. But it oh, is. okay, well,
1: I get I get that part. But yeah, I don't I mean, have paperwork on mine, but I've built, you know what I'm saying, like I've built it to the point where nobody can take it. That's why I look at like they would have to do a full-on assault on the internet to wipe everything that I've created. Like because it's everywhere and you know, um that name and and uh the Flatliner music in general just um for a while there, we, we had it cornered on Google search. Like, whenever I had my Flatliner Music website, we had over 2 million hits on the website. So we were right there. Like, when you Googled Flatliner Music, like, the two things that came up were us and the movie, Flatliner. That was it. Like, those were the two main things that came up from the top. But, like I said, when you're dealing with the label thing, you, the best way to put it is, um, I just previously watched Popstar again, so I'm going to use it this way. Whenever Tim Meadows says, you go up the hill and you go down the hill. Then you go back up the hill, then you go down the hill. like That's kind of what will happen is you'll get a lot of momentum. You'll hit that point and you'll think, oh, man, this shit's fixing to go through the roof. And then it don't. It goes down. Yeah, every time. (laughs) And And shit gets stagnant for maybe a year or two. And then, oh, wait, something happens back up the hill, back down again. So that's kind of what happened. We just, you know, um, in 2014, we launched the flatlinermusic.com. And we also released six, seven projects all in the same year, you know, including my 30th album. So then, you know, you fast forward to now, we just released, I don't even know how many projects last year. I know I released eight by myself. Not to mention the other five that we released at the end of the year, and um, so now us launching this Flatliner Music Five is kind of like we're hitting the reset button, and you know fixing the fixing the crawl again and show them how far we can climb.
0: Right. Well, I think uh, you know I, I'm not very successful, obviously, what I do, but I do think you, as long as you have a plan and uh dedication you know, like for to, i come out with these podcasts uh very regularly you know like i don't think i've ever missed uh since i've made my schedule and uh right th- that sort of stuff's important for people so like i mean i do think as long as you have a plan and you're working towards something uh it doesn't necessarily have to be like uber successful for it to have like a purpose and for you to feel like it's cool um so i mean i'm not i wasn't judging one way or the other i mean if you get like a million fucking lessons that's great and if you don't get a million lessons that's cool too you know but
1: Right, right, right.
0: I've thought about getting a website for my podcast, uh, you know, to like put everything in one place because some people it, my podcast because of the name, it's hard to find on like Spotify and other certain places because it has the word podcast in it, which is uh, you're not really supposed to do. That's like a big no no these days. It has the word a which is like just one letter. It has the word whip, right. which is super common. And then Mo also very common. So like when you type a podcast in Spotify, it will. I mean, it's like the three thousand fucking result. But if you put it in quotation marks, it will and shit. So there are some benefits to having like a landing page that can point everyone to the right place to go. You know,
1: right. You have to. I mean, you have to do it that way, because like with my name, you know, if you don't if you don't search it all together like a word, like it's a phrase, but you have to put it together like a word. And if you don't search it that way, Google separates it all. And then you see a bunch of shit that has nothing to do. Right. But if you put it all together the way that it's presented. I will be the first thing that pops up. And
0: also that reminded me, I have another question. Are does your name officially have an apostrophe or no apostrophe? What is the ruling? Yeah,
1: I know. Like it used to have an apostrophe and it had an apostrophe when I put um my first album out. So that's why I have that issue now with the streaming sites, is because my first my, my studio album, Defenseless, had the apostrophe. But then I dropped the apostrophe.
0: Because so- for instance, if I upload Internet Friends 4 and the songs you're on, I'll, I'll want to put Itch Boy H2 with no apostrophe, correct?
1: If you go through Distro Kid, you may want to ask the guys that have already done it just to make sure because well, we had this issue. Like, yeah. there's two different profiles on Spotify now.
0: Right. And that's fine. I mean, because what can happen is, I mean, I could put Itcha Boy H2 and they change up their shit all the time. But for a while, it was like, send me the artist link you know it would have it on there so it made sure it got the right one but they only had that right. for a couple months and they got rid of that feature so it might be back who knows um but even if it chooses the wrong one you can always go back in and be like hey it's supposed to be that person so
1: they won't they won't i've tried i've reached out to spotify several times no, no. It and uh, distro
0: kid has a fixer it's really simple. i mean you just go through there oh, okay. and you fill out this yeah. form and it'll it'll do it for you
1: uh, yeah see i don't go through distro kid. i go through Songcast Music. So. That's why, you know, my distribution's a little bit different. Like, I can send my name in without the apostrophe, and they know it's going to my actual play, like my actual profile. Right. But when DistroKid does it, if they don't put the apostrophe in there, it goes to that other profile that's connected to.
0: Which makes Stoke. sense. I mean, to me, it makes sense that if it's spelled different, they're not going to put it on the one spelled differently than it. Um, but why did you go with Songcast? What's your reasoning there? Uh, that was just that
1: was the distributor that I dealt with. Um I was just looking for a place to distribute my album and that's who I chose. Right. And I, at the time or at the time that was 2011. So there really weren't a lot of distributors at the moment. There was you know, um
0: see I was told when I was debating it at first, C D baby or distro kid. And this is when distro kid like first was a thing. Right. You know, like it just it came out. And I kept looking, right. and
1: it was CD like,
0: Baby yeah, CD Baby's been around, but you had to like pay money per song. that right. you Did and I was like, fuck that, digital could I just pay a yearly fee. Like, fuck yeah, that's what I'm doing. Like, just, I just pay for I just pay for each project. That's see, what I do. I, that like, seems too every, much too. I don't uh, fuck that. I could put I could put out a hundred projects. I paid twenty
1: dollars to put the album up, or I pay ten dollars to put a single up.
0: Yeah, but I could pay twenty dollars and put up. 300. Multiple. Yeah. I get what you're saying there. Yeah. I mean, the, the annual thing is you just got to get in with it, man. I mean, I don't, they didn't charge me last year, so I can't, you know, I I'm obviously gonna be boss with distro kid. They just forgot to charge me last year and I'm totally for it. And I even have like the, the middle plan. There's like a basic, a middle, and then like a, a record label plan. And, uh, so it's worked out really well for me. And I I mean I can't a lot of people talk shit on them, you know, so I just have to always defend them. Of like so many people have it. It's so easy to give people splits. You know, like and that is what wins the day for when I do so many collabs. Now, if I quit doing collabs, you know, I probably wouldn't care about that as much. But right now, when you do so many, it's a pretty cool feature to give everybody their money. And then you don't have to worry about it again. You know, like it it handles all the math for you. Right,
1: right. Which is not gonna be an issue for, for what we do. so um yeah that uh with that being said we do want to plug while we're here that we just released last week last week bullseye last week yeah so we just dropped our collab project which is it's technically a sequel to the collab project we did in 2006 called cold heat and um that'll be available at flatlinermusic5.com as well. What makes the album a sequel? Because it's just me and him. That's why that's why we kind of call it a sequel to what we did before because it was something that that we held dear to us. It was a project that we held dear to us, but nobody really got to hear it. So with this, this is, you know, this is something else that we did where we're coming off of he's coming off of a 10-year hiatus. And we're just getting back in the saddle, really you know hammering tracks out and I mean how hell, how long did it take us to do the project? what a couple of weeks yeah. yeah, it didn't really take long at all to to put it together the way that we did and um it's it's definitely it's a juggernaut as far as you know everything that we're getting ready to release. It definitely stands at the the front of the pack, so
0: right well. And Smooth, just to check with you, I've, I quit, I took a hiatus for like five years before. And when I came back, I felt like I was way better. Like without even practicing, without doing anything, I just felt like I was better. So did you have a similar experience or did you feel like, did you have to like warm back up to it?
2: Um, Basically, uh, when I took my 10-year, uh, well, not year, well, I'll just say like in 2010, it kind of went from like me wanting to do music consistently to noticing, okay, in reality, I'm getting older. It's going to take a little bit more stability as far as like livelihood. So I kind of like focus into the adulthood part of it where, you know, got to work, got to pay bills, got to be independent, things that make. So I put that first before the music. I think I dropped uh, maybe like two, three songs tops in 2011. After that, it stopped. Um... Around that time, I guess you could say I got the ripping and running with the world, partying too much and got overwhelmed with that as far as being responsible. Um, which one day woke up and realized that the partying became a problem because for about four years I turned into no about five. I turned into a very, very rough uh alcoholic where literally I'm the first person at the liquor store before they open the store, last person there before they leave. I lost Basically, all determination, all focus on music, life, the whole nine. So uh, about eight months ago, uh, I found myself at work, you know, um, feeling sick. And so, you know, I'm just thinking it's just a normal stomach ache. Nothing beat. the next morning. I, I used too like, I really need to go to the hospital. So I went to the hospital and... Basically, they had diagnosed me with uh, pancreatitis, which was basically my pancreas going away, which was slowly moving to my liver. Um, I was fortunate enough to actually spend about two and a half weeks in the hospital. I fought the addiction. It was very rough. Um, I was unrecognizable. Now, this is where the difference comes in. Between Jay Smoove and Young Fred. Jay Smoove got admitted in the hospital because he had a problem and it was taking a toll on his life. When I left June 15th of 2021. I came out Jay Smoove. And I say that, I mean, uh, Young Fred, I'm sorry. I say that because last thing I did and the last thing I remember on June the 4th was listening to my very first album. And H2 instructed that I listened to this on the way to see if I could get back to where I was. And literally out of nowhere, like the next day of me being out from June 16th, I immediately came back to the studio. I reinvented uh, Young Fresh. And ever since then, um, you know, I am blessed and fortunate. I'm like eight months sober now. I ain't picked up a bottle, don't care about one. It's literally just music family and just staying consistent so i i can say that the hiatus wasn't necessarily planned but i can say that it was a test and the testimony within itself so like i said the the old person went to the hospital a new person came home and that's who i am now i'm just really fully focused and being honest like i said music is a safe haven because that's right now that's just my go-to like i'm not at work I'm in the lab, I'm still working. So, like, I'm just, it's just a consistent grind. And it's keeping it's keeping a bunch of, I'm going to say, negativity that was slowing me down. You know, the weight of the world of having to figure out who your friends are, who's really family, who's really not. Even though I wasn't fully aware of what went on in that time space, me coming out, like, I realized the whole, whole lot um, wasn't what it seemed to be. But, I mean, like I said, shout out to H2, which is like a little brother. You know, I guess, you know, he It's kind of like you leaving uh, kind of like you leaving prison. You don't know where you're going. You don't know who you're going to be with, where you're going to go. But he had a map laid out for me. And ever since June 15th of 2021, I just been following that path.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I think that's a good story. And it really, the thing I take from it is I just think your name should just be Young Fresh. Like, I I mean, I think you tell someone that story and then you're like, oh, by the way, my whole rap name is the old one and the new one. I, don't know, I think you got that story. You just go with the new name. Uh, it seemed more powerful yeah, I, that way.
2: I can agree. And I, I honestly think that that is Young Fresh is becoming uh, slowly but surely like a household name. Um, something that I guess you can say that that's what that's what I. I agree with you. That's what I rather really roll with now, cause I mean, not being uh metaphorical or whatever, or whatever but literally the person that went to the hospital June the fourth is not the same, literally not the same person physically, mentally, emotionally, not the same person that came home June fifteenth. I I don't know who that person is anymore.
0: Right. Well, good job beating uh, you know, addiction there because and I'm sure, uh, you it me, was, I'm sure you're a, it a struggle every day. You know, I'm not, I, You know, I haven't went to that path, but I know plenty of people who have, and I think alcohol is always one that is different because it is so like accepted up to a point, you know, it's not until like you're really far gone that people are like, Hey motherfucker, you know, but like up until that point, you're just the fun of the party, you know? And then all of a right. sudden it's a problem. So I do think that one's probably a, a lot tougher than people think.
2: Uh, it, it was, like I said, I just, I guess the only part that is, I guess somewhat of a plus is when I was going through, I'm going to say the worst of it, the turmoil part, I I really didn't witness it as much. I guess you could say just being comatose, sedated right. or whatever. I, I, I heard about the struggle, but didn't necessarily physically have to endure it until, you know, one day I woke up and I was strapped to a bed. And I was like, OK, what the fuck is this? And then they explained to me what I was going through. Right. So yeah, it got like I said, it got rough. I was just fortunate not to necessarily have to suffer through it. But I, I did go through things when I came back to, you know, having to readjust just your abilities period. To get up and go to the bathroom on your own or just to get up out of the bed. Yeah, it was a it was a struggle by itself. And so for the most part, um the fighting the addiction part ain't the thing. It's is it's the fear of going back to because it may be a case where if I go back to the hospital, I might not come home.
0: Right. Yeah, and especially if you're like organs are shutting down and stuff, um, I would sure. I, to me, and again, I, I'm not an alcoholic, so it's hard for me to put myself there. But in my mind, if someone's like, "Oh yeah, your organs are going to quit working," it's like seems more serious. You know, it's like, oh, the parts that are like really important to me living.
2: Yeah, that, and that's what that's what uh, I guess. Like I said, yeah, when I came home. That was uh where like I guess people that have like you said that have witnessed other family members and friends going through it, they explained to me more um on what it could have been as far as, you know, um it being worse. Excuse me. So yeah, I'm kinda glad that it did get I caught it when I could. Right. But yeah, yeah, just the pains, the pain I had to suffer before even going to the hospital, that was worse enough, like by itself. That's just it was awful.
0: Well, glad you're through it. I'm sure there'll be some good music made. Have you made a song about about that specific topic yet, or are you like saving it?
2: Um, not. I'm gonna say it's bits and pieces through certain songs. Like uh, on my different mixtape, I got a song called uh, "It Ain't Over." Um, I did a song with uh, BZ Baby and H2, where I do start off the song basically like uh, saying I was strapped down to a bed. Now I got straps up under my bed. You know, being, I'm going to say being kind of like in a joking manner, but still serious. Also, I do have a song um Kyle Values where I do say, you know, you ever been in a hospital bed and, uh, you know, you couldn't wake up. I mean, yeah, you couldn't you couldn't get up on your own. You know, family over you praying, hoping you get to come home. You know, I told the story as far as me dropping the ball for the, you know, for my family, but now that I'm back up, moving in a bo- in a more, uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say adult because to me it was kind of childish to let to let alcohol kind of just basically uh took a coat, you know what I'm saying my emotions and ambitions. Some people look at stuff and you know they kind of like want to point the fingers at everybody else and at, and there was a time where I felt like well damn, my people seen me going through this, and like nobody ever really said anything, but what they did is they used it to their advantage. You know what I'm saying? As far as, well, I know if I come over there with a bottle of this, a bottle of that, I can do whatever I want in this house. So I don't have to clean up. I can, I can steal drugs. I can bring this woman over here. I ain't got no business with you. Uh I can just be 100% irresponsible because he's not fully aware of what's going on anyway. Right. They're just using you. The completely. Same, yeah, right. But at the same time, um, I had also, you know, in one of the songs that I'm working on now, I kind of quote, like, I'm not even mad that you, I'm not mad that you did it. I'm mad that I let you do it. But yeah, it just, I, I, I do kind of touch, I touch a little bit on the basis, but not specifically as far as like how the story has played itself. But I have thought about, you know, like you said, actually telling the story through some, because even still right now, like a lot of people don't really know what I went through. They just know that I was in the hospital. It's not really specific as to how I ended up in the hospital, but a lot of people do notice that there's a big change in me as far as my presentation of myself. My confidence is higher. Uh, I'm more mentally stable, you know, mentally functional, and they, they notice a difference. Some people just don't know why. Right. But you know, it's just like anybody in life, you know, it might just be a bump in the road that you go through. And some people just think that's what it is. It was just a little minor setback. Which it, it was a minor setback, but you know, it could have affected me a lot, majorly than what I thought. But at the same time, I really don't, I guess, I guess it's not really the don't drink alcohol until your organ shut down. It's not the message with me, it's more or less valuing, having value over the people that are really there. Um, as a person, like, you know, a lot of people don't like the opinion that someone gives you because they're not telling you what you want to hear. With me, I feel like just being completely honest is really being a friend. You you might not like it, but you got to respect it. But that's my thing to like, uh, I hate to tell you I'm very family-oriented. So if I call you family and I bring you in, like you, you mean dear to me. But when that's not your genuine perception of what you want to be, if you're looking to gain from me, yeah, I kind of, I look I look at that differently. I really do. So I guess now it's just yeah, just the, the loyalty and dedication of when you call somebody a friend or brother or a family member, like, you know, saying, oh, yeah, that's my dog for real. Like, if you really, really feel that way about a person and you see them going through something, I will respect you more if you be like, hey, you need to chill out instead of just adding insult to injury. Then when the person's down bad, you want to whisper to somebody else. Well, I tried to tell them, you know, it, no, I just, I, I'd rather you hurt my feelings to heal my heart. You know what I'm saying? Right.
0: Yeah, I, I I think I would like to say I'm that way, but I don't know if I really am. I'm kind of sensitive. But, you know, I'm definitely honest with people, so I do the other side of it. Um, But I try not to be too sensitive.
2: That's where, you're, that's where like you said, you being a negative person comes in. That, that's where, like I said, it's just being genuine. You may say something that'll hurt me, but it's truth, and I might need to hear it. And I can apply it to -to day-to-day life, regardless of how I reciprocated it, you know, at the end of the day, facts are facts.
0: Right. I I think the easiest way to connect when you take it back to music here and wrap it up is even like, not even talking about just life advice, but like music advice. When someone sends me a song and they're like, hey, can I get some feedback? And then I give them like audio advice or like, I think you should do this, this and this. And then they get defensive about it it's like bro what the fuck like you asked me my uh, musical opinion and then now you're mad about it you know like i always get so weird and so i try to not be that person because i know how annoying it is to deal with those people you know
2: oh yeah that's that that's rough yeah it is some people don't 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 appreciate the honest opinion that you give them and i mean you that comes along yeah it comes along with you know with the uh it comes along with, with yeah, with, with the craft. Like, even with you being a producer making beats, it may not be something I like, but somebody else may like it. It doesn't mean I'm going to tell you, hey, if I was you, I'd sell all of your equipment and just not do it because I didn't like that one beat. No, it just it's just what I didn't like, but that doesn't mean somebody else.
0: Well, and the craziest part about beats I've said it many a times, and producers will all agree with me, I've sold way more beats I don't like than the ones I do like. The ones I do like just sit in my store. No one wants them. The ones that sell are the ones I don't even think are good. So it's weird, and it's the whole reason I even put up shit that I don't even really like. I'm like, what do I know? You know, shit. As long as it's mixed decently well, someone might like it.
2: Right? Yeah. It's same way with music. It's a couple songs that I I've told H too. Look, I'm not a fan of it. I don't really want you to put it out, but I mean, he you know he he still does, and I respect it because. Just because, like you said, it's something I might not be a fan of. That doesn't mean that I won't get fifty, sixty people that actually want to stream that one song.
0: Right. Well, and you look at some of the, just music-wise, like some of the biggest hits, you know, of my lifetime, and the beats are horrible. You know, I've been going back now that I make beats, and I'm listening to, you know, some of my all-time favorite songs, and, like, Grills comes on, right? And you're like, oh, this is, like, the worst mixed beat Maybe ever, you know, and like it was fun, right. and it was fun then, but it just didn't. I don't know. It's just fun to go back and notice, like, oh, just some stuff doesn't matter as much as you think. Right, I noticed that. Yeah. Guess where you go. All right, guys. Well, I appreciate y'all being on here. Um, you know, uh, we'll play. You, we'll play a song. Let's see which one do I have here. Um, I got Bullseye, so we'll play Bullseye here at the end if that works for y'all.
1: It worked. All
0: right. So everyone can get a taste there. And then, of course, I, well, I think we're playing to on the next music episode. So, you know, y'all just got all to listen right. to it twice. And um, yeah, what's that? FlatlinerMusic5.com. Is that correct? That's correct. So people go there and check out all their music. And then uh, on some streaming services, they got some of their projects. But I'm sure that website has all the shits. So y'all got anything before y'all are off here?
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, real quick on that FlatlinerMusic5.com. That he is the words, flat line of music, and the number five.
0: Gotcha. I automatically assume and, uh, that, but that's good you clarified. Because, <laughs> yeah, it's about yeah, People
1: been asking us. People been asking us. So, like like the number five? Yeah, like number five. So, so uh, you do have to clarify with people. Right. Makes sense. Um, right. And um, what we were going to say was what you were talking about his name. His name's already kind of been. It's already solidified in the streaming platforms now as JSYF because he was on my 1124 album. Yeah, but you um, can just make
0: another account. Like, it's not. Well, true. Just, we just try to keep everything. We just try to keep everything connected. So, But if he's a new person, you know. It's true. Yeah. There is some way you can change it on there. I just I've never messed with you. Never had a reason. But I bet you could get him to change it Uh, because. Corday did it you know but he's also very famous but it has been done is what I'm saying
1: yeah so um but anyways so we got three there you can look up JSYF on Spotify and you'll find three different um projects he's been a part of which you know uh Double Hook was the famous single that you played on the show and I think it's on your playlist as well so he's available on that um and we also did a track recently with a with a homie of mine named Matt Swift, where he got a verse from Chris Calico and it's called been a great and he's on that as well. So I just want to plug those things for people that, you know, may want to listen to him more
0: did, Um, you may not know the answer to this, but you just mentioned that was getting that feature worth it for your friend. Do like have you talked to him about it? Because I've seen people, you know, be like, it's this much money for certain features. And I've always been like, I wonder if it's worth it, you know?
1: Well, Swift paid for it. So I really don't know. Swift just brought it to me because he he put so much faith in me. What he said, you know, he was like, man, anytime I hit you up, you always send me a feature right away. Or, if you, you know, if I need a hook or whatever that you got me, you, you know, quick turnaround time, you don't bullshit me he Said the least I can do is put you on this song. And then he was like, if you got a homie that wants to get on it, Then, you know, he could get on it, too. So naturally, I was going to ask J.S.Y.F. And we just had him do the hook and the dope hook, you know, the verse. And Chris Calico did what Chris Calico does. He chopped on it. And, you know, we don't really know. um, We don't really know the specifics of, of the song or what it's doing. We're not following it. It was more just a matter of, you know, putting our names there. We're in the pot with you know another name and just see what happens, you know, because somebody could come across the song, look up Chris Calico, looking up his stuff, that song pops up, to see us, oh, who are they? They sound good, you know. That's how that shit works. That's basically your term of word of mouth. That's word of mouth now, right? Is if you hear somebody on somebody else's song and you don't know
0: who they are, then you get curious, right? Well, I mean, I for instance, you know, I follow. Uh, I'm trying to think of some of them like slim thug right on Spotify. And then, look. and then like <laughs> a song will come out where someone paid slim thug to do like a hook for their song. And I'm like, what a new slim thug song. And then you like very quickly realize like, Oh no, no, no. These are just some guys that like, aren't very good. You know, that paid Slim thug for a hook. So like to the, you know, So I do think you probably have to have something good enough to like attract that. But yeah, so it can definitely work, is what I'm saying. Like if you get someone, I just have never found anyone that way. And I think when you haven't experienced it yourself, it's hard for you to believe it, you know?
1: Right. And I never have been the type to be like, Oh, let's go put all our money in the pot on this one feature. Like, it's just in my mind, it's I mean, it's kind of pointless
0: if you know if you're not gonna put a lot of push behind it. But I mean, if I could get little Wayne on a song, I would sell my house right whatever, right you know no i probably wouldn't do that right you know it would be the, the well, greatest thing in the world and then you'd be like trying to push that up like crazy but um yeah is it worth it you know i don't know it's always hard to know
1: No, it's funny you know it's just funny things happen like that and that was how i explained it to jay as i said you know um one of my biggest fans that ever spreaded my music more than anybody else in the world i met him through just I paid, I don't even remember how much it was, maybe five $6,000 to open up for Haystack in in uh Memphis. And it was because Bone Thugs and Harmony was going to be on the bill, too. So we were thinking, you know, they were selling tickets and thought this was going to be this big show. And there were other people from around my area that were going to be in the show as well. So we were like, sure, you know, you know, a uh, 15 minute slot. Why not? You know, and then we ended up doing the show. And the guy that came there for Haystack ended up not even liking Haystack set and was bum rushing us like, Oh man, y'all did better than him. Like y'all set was way better. And we had the whole crowd on the stage. You can watch it on YouTube. Uh, even a dude got lifted in a wheelchair up on the stage, really dope shit. Um, one of the coolest performances I've probably ever done. And then he ended up being my biggest fan. So I kind of look at that the same way. It's like, you really don't know how you're going to meet the person that spreads your music like wildfire. Right. You know, and you could just, you could be oddly surprised at who comes across you from who you connect with or what you do. So sometimes it's worth taking that, taking that risk. Like in in my mind, I'm like, well, phone didn't show up and Haystack did a horrible set. You know, like I think he did five songs and then left. And his his team held down most of everything else. And I'll tell people this story. I'm not going to fake about it and be like, oh, man, he was awesome. No, because I was a Haystack fan, like Portrait of a White Boy is still one of my favorite albums. But when I saw him like that, I was like, I listened to him talk to his manager on the sideline. Like, they ain't showing me no respect. And I'm just like, all these people are here for you, to rock with you. Like, how did you see something different? Like everybody was up there ready to hear your songs. And what'd you do? You did four or five and then you walked off the stage. Like, how are they supposed to feel? Right. $75 ticket. I mean, which, you know, like I said, and it was a major, it was a major show. And like I said, it happens like that. And you know, what do they say, they say you never, you know, ugh, beware of meeting your heroes or whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, Kind of goes that way sometimes. You just gotta, you know, they forget that they're heroes.
0: That's why, right? Um, well, everyone's a lot of people are out for just money, you know. At the end of the day, that's all it's all I just
1: said. That's true. That's true. I told you, I told
0: you, we ain't worried about the profits right here, right? Hmm. The only profits is with a ph,
1: profits. exactly.
0: Uh, put that on the next album, all right? Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> guys, I appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate you, man. <laughs> real love, much love to you and and your whole crew. Yeah, next time goes. you
0: come on, if uh you know Young Fresh is there with you, of course he can always join you. Uh, I thought it went well enough, and um you know check out the podcast, Young Fresh. Maybe you'll like it. You might hate it. You might listen to me and be like, "This fucker's an idiot." But I'll- nah,
2: <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah, it wouldn't be like that. Nah, I just I, I appreciate the time and uh you know the fact that you consider me in the, in the process of your venture of, you know, building with your pocket yep. that means a lot by itself. So now, so salute to you for that. I'm more than, I'm more than honored, more than welcome to do it again. And again, it's just whenever you need me out here. I
0: right, do. Yeah, well, peace guys. All
3: right, All right man. man. I got blood in my eyes. That's right. You can come at the bulls. Nah, we're the kind that can fly. Woo! Have you losing your cool? Uh huh. Won't even know why Nah We just do what we do We do I got blood in my eye I do Like I'm looking through you like a peephole, never beat the freak show. Fucking with a sweet flow, it's a clean sweep hole. Like I just shoved the broom right down your deep throat. You can't even speak on anything we peek on. Bitch, I'm so nuts when I'm taking on the freeform. Arms everywhere, yeah. That's my creep, boy. Stay branching out like a tree form D You down on the mat. I'm just keeping my feet warm. Even the B keep telling me it need more. Like a cheat code, CH ethos. Anybody in my way, I delete those. One with the ethos, coolin' on the side like Pico. Hey, you can't even hang, cause I never be brief. They see everything with an ace up the sleeve. Nah, bitch, we ain't cool. We're waving at me. Ain't got no chill, man. I keep on the heat, Say fucking with the team. Just to get another ring. They throwing in the town but we even hit the scene. Yeah, it's all in the script. we wrote, we the kings Tell them hoes, wake up. They've been living in the dream, but they think we ain't about to rake up everything. And you better leave now, we'll fall for your schemes. Cause I'm warm with a horn, with a bro that was born to storm you the tree. I got blood in my eyes. That's right. You, you can't can come at the bulls. Nah. We the kind that can fly. Woo. Have you losing your cool? Uh huh. Won't even know why. Nah. We just do what we do, we do, I got blood in my eye, I do, like I'm looking through you.
2: You don't never see me with a gun, but I stay with a full clip. When you see me, I'm by my lonely, but I stay in some bullshit. Shouts out to my little bro. He been rocking with me right or wrong. Seeing I was in a dark place, so he went and turned the lights on. So I had to turn my life on. Renovation for some headspace. Got the mind and the muscle. I've been working out dead weight. It's funny how you want to see me fail. On this subject, learn many lessons. Watch my hands with some. Didn't leave the stain. It took me way more than 20 seconds, my heart is pressing so pure to me Y'all ain't fucking with my purity, protect my neck at all times Making sure my life's secure with me, to remember where you come from Sometimes you gotta feel your wounds, even with blood in my eyes
3: I can show you how to heal your wounds I got blood in my eyes, that's right, you can come at the bulls, nah We the kind that can fly, Woo! have you losing your cool, uh-huh Won't even know why, nah We just do what we do, we do, I got blood in my eye, I do, like I'm looking through you.